You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 473. And yes, it's been an entire month since David over there in the UK uh, and I got together to record a Tech Fan. We apologize for that. And we're also dropping this episode in the Geeks Pub feed. So hello, Geeks Pub listeners as well. (laughs) We're just reminding everybody that we are still alive. We're still alive. Even though, you know, David's going to fast food places notwithstanding. Um, It was a fast food place, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. it was McDonald's. Yeah. Um, So we are here. I mean, there's way too much stuff that we missed that we can't possibly go over everything. David has had family obligations, so he's way behind on his uh, mandatory geek publish or geek uh, viewing. Um, but, you know, honestly, David, the big thing that happened in this last month that we never got a chance to talk about was Elon Musk agreeing to buy Twitter. Or, mm-hmm. I don't want to say agreeing, but basically buying Twitter. Well, it, it's not really gone it, through yet, has it? No, no, it's going to take a it's yeah. months. But, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a done deal at this point. Yeah, and it all happened relatively quickly. I, the problem is, you know, Elon tends to tweet things all the time saying he might do this, he might do that. Sometimes he gets in trouble. Um, I think when he first talked about buying Twitter, everyone thought it was a bit of a joke. Um, but <laughs> he's a billionaire, and, you know, when you're a billionaire, you can make things happen if you decide you really want to do it. For some reason, he's decided that he wants to have Twitter as a toy. You know, I I didn't know much about Elon Musk for a long time. He was just, in my mind, the guy that started Tesla. But then I found out, did a little bit of research, which you should always do if you're going to be talking about someone that's of, you know, his popularity. He didn't actually invent uh, Tesla. He bought into it. Yeah. And he forced the guy who actually started it to call him a co-founder. That Elon's wealth came from a gem mine from his daddy. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we, we all know somebody else who's very well known in the world who inherited a lot of money from daddy and has not done as well with it as Elon Musk has. Yeah. I'm talking about the former president of the US. I think I am very careful when I talk about Elon Musk not to take away from his achievements because I think he has, you can't, you can't deny um, that he has effectively single-handedly transformed the world with some of the things he's done the electric car boom that's coming along now the fact that certainly here in the uk they're talking about um ceasing all sales of uh, petrol cars uh, of, of internal combustion engine cars by the end of this decade um the that none of that would have happened without elon musk and and you're right sometimes the best people and we all know that apple are like this as well sometimes the best people the people who take somebody else's idea and make it real and uh, certainly with uh, tesla and spacex that's exactly what elon musk has done and he's transformed the space industry he's transformed the car industry so uh, and and he's done that basically by taking what he felt were good ideas and then bringing a, a really single-minded drive to deliver. Um, and he's invested a lot of money to make those happen. So I don't think any of his businesses are... Um, they might be profitable now, but I don't think if you looked at the balance sheet from what he's spent on them, from investing in them to where they are now, yep. that they're probably positive. I think he's used his money from elsewhere to kind of bring those businesses to where they are. But I don't think... Well, he's... he's <laughs> 
he's still the richest man on the planet thanks to stock options he's not um it's not he's not like probably cash positive but he's still done that because he believes that these technologies and these these companies that deliver these products are important and um he believes in the uh you know things he tends to believe in things that people say can't be done he they said that the you couldn't do a sports sedan that had a a long range um and on ran, ran completely on batteries he said that you know, people said that you couldn't build single-handedly for a single company a network of charging that would make that same car usable across a country uh and he's delivered on those there are other things he's promised that he hasn't delivered on i think most people in the industry now feel that his self-driving promises are way overblown compared to um compared to the reality of what those cars can do um but again in space people said you could not build a private company could not single-handedly build um uh, re- uh, rockets they they said you couldn't build rockets that were reusable and you could turn around and reuse them in two weeks they said you couldn't build rockets that would land themselves even on a floating automated boat in the ocean and he's achieved all of those things and they are now effectively routine yep i, I read a stat the other day that said that um spacex has now launched and recovered more rockets than the entire um, early NASA space program up until Apollo. So, um, and, and you know, they've done that with, uh, all right, it's not strictly private investment because NASA gives them a lot of money as well. A lot. But it's, yeah, but it's still a huge achievement. And if you look at what NASA have done in the same time, is they've, they've wasted billions of dollars a year on a rocket that still hasn't launched yet. So um, I think... Uh, I, I think there's no doubting his ability to deliver. No. Nope. The, the weird thing with Twitter, um, and I, I said this a couple of, uh, couple of minutes ago, it, it, nobody really knows what he wants it for and what he wants to do with it. Because, you know, he was very, he's been very clear with Tesla what he wanted to achieve. He was very clear with SpaceX what he wanted to achieve. He's not been very clear about what he wants to do with Twitter. And Yeah, it seems more like a whim. It, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It seems like he's bought it as a toy. Um, as you know a distraction as something to do he's he's made some states statements about free speech that don't really stack up in the real world um the worry will be that um once he starts directly affecting it if he starts trying to directly affect it in the way he single-handedly drives his other companies and he's got some ideas that are a little bit whack then um you know twitter will become worse than it already is but then maybe could it be any worse i don't know i think uh, i think, I think it my, could definitely my, be at yeah, least might- test, or, uh, at least right now, anyways. Yeah. Twitter is banning public figures who are saying things that are incredibly, um, not just dangerous, but you know, inflammatory. Yeah. And you know, for a while there, they were also putting it. You know, this is not true when yeah. someone would put. I think he's going to get rid of all that stuff. Um, yeah. And and that that is a real concern. The yep. other thing, I think, the other thing, real concern is that before the next election, he allows Donald Trump back on there mm-hmm. and re gives him his platform. Because I don't think anybody can deny that um, Trump has become far less mainstream since he was taken off Twitter. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's hard to imagine how Trump and could Facebook. come back. Yeah. It, Trump. It's hard to imagine how Trump could come back if, if he wanted to come back for an election campaign without being on Twitter, without yeah. that access to the yeah. general public. Yeah. I, I, my problem, you you my, just don't understand the U.S. and how some people are here. 
Well, yeah, but but the thing is, is that with uh, what I do, what I've always thought with elections is that you know the, the diehards on either side, you've got them. You don't. You can you can preach them all you want, but you, they're already yours. You've, it's the people you've got to convince who don't necessarily normally vote one way or the other or at all to vote to be able to win elections and those are the people who unfortunately can be swayed by social media influence yeah and and those are the people you really need you know to protect i'm very very concerned about that um, well i because think a lot I, I don't want to see the funny thing is when they uh blocked all russian ip from facebook the number of posts that were um you know racist and and pitting one against the other it went down significantly so i yeah. think that shows you exactly what russia has been up to for a very long time um yeah. let's move on to some other more tech related stuff because I, we're beating our head against the wall when it comes to elon musk i think he's a colossal douchebag but i still give him credit for what he's done i just think yep. he's a huge asshole yeah um, i agree yeah i know you do <laughs> so you were talking on uh, Geeks Pub about um, the shortage. Uh, well, I guess we both were the shortage of Raspberry Pi fours out there because of the chip shortage worldwide. Yeah, and uh, we got some uh, feedback on that from McGill. Yeah, he said, uh, "Hello, Tim and David. I just wanted to add to your discussion on the shortage of Raspberry Pi fours. I've been looking to order one to run Homebridge so I can add all my smart light switches to HomeKit, but like David, I've been unable to order one." I understand that the global supply chain is out of whack, but I do find it upsetting that the company Hoobs, H-O-O-B-S, which buys pies, flashes the Homebridge software on them and turns them around, sells them for $250, has a seemingly unlimited supply. That's all. It just seems a bit unfair to the community that built the open source platform. Well, I think that I don't think they have an unlimited supply. They probably bought a couple thousand of them when, you know, the getting was good. They could get them. And at 250, I got to imagine they don't have, you know, thousands and thousands of customers that are spending this much money on something like this yeah. because that's a really crowded industry when it comes to home automation. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it I, may seem like it, but I doubt if they have that many. Yeah, I, I, the other thing I'd say is I'd agree with you. I suspect what they have is contracts. Yeah, that, that guarantee certain lines of supply. Um, which means that and the ones that are being made are being prioritised so people have those sorts of contracts. And I think I said on the last show that um, that uh, Raspberry Pi themselves had said that they were prioritising people who ran businesses that, that relied on the Pi because they didn't want businesses, people to go out of business in these times yep. because they couldn't get access to their components. Which is the, a good stance to take, as much as we'd like the home lobbyists or the home, you know, market if you will to have these things we obviously they want them to but man if, if you're a company that's making the raspberry pi and you've got four or five companies as a very small sample size yeah that rely on your product to keep them in business or you got a whole bunch of people that want to buy them so they can make a retro arcade <laughs> i mean yeah. who are you going to prioritize this well, no, is a company I, I, that has yeah. employees that have exactly and, and the Raspberry Pi Foundation is not is not a huge profitable conglomerate. Um, no. I mean, they run they run very very lean. Yep. So I guess they would want to make sure that that people who've, who've placed firm orders and perhaps already paid for them want to get supply first, as Absolutely. you say, rather than the hobbyist. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we just unfortunately we have to wait for things to loosen up. Um, 
you can buy choice. you can buy pies if you want to pay well over the odds so it depends how desperate you are um but uh, and and that's always the case with anything in short supply um but i i you know you, the, i guess the difficulty is we just don't know how long these shortages are going to last um, yeah, whether, whether gonna, this is going to turn around this year or whether no. it's going to be three, four years. No, um, it's, it's going to be sometime next year that things are going to start relatively getting back to normal. But part of that is going to be on what happens with Russia and the worldwide response to what's going on over in that part of the world. Exactly. It, it is interesting. Um, as, as you know, I've been looking at, at buying an electric car. Uh, through this new company scheme. Um, I was told by Volkswagen last week that effectively um, they're sold out this year, that um, any orders that come in now won't be fulfilled until early next year. Yeah. Um, Tesla, by contrast, who control far much more of their own supply chain because Elon Musk, um, can give me a car in September. So, <laughs> you know, that is, um, again, is a... Is a you know, a difference between being a perhaps a smaller, more agile car company, um, more focused on your own requirements versus somebody like Volkswagen, who are a big conglomerate um, and perhaps aren't as invested in part that part of their business as much as Tesla are. So, well, uh, may end up with the that. Tesla as a result of that. Yeah, um, I, I I hope you get a good. If you end up going with Tesla, I hope you get a good one because. There's a lot of problems with Tesla's build quality. Yeah. Um, I, I it, as a salesman for Toyota, I have people come in with Teslas looking to trade and stuff like that sometimes. And I, I got to tell you, uh, three fourths of the ones I've seen have glaring problems. Yeah. So, you know. uh, so I, I consulted with my brother, brother on this, who is a Tesla fan. So uh, take some of what he says with a slight pinch of salt, because well, you said fan. Yeah, he, I mean, you know, he, he, he was, uh, when I asked him, for instance, about the different auto driving options that are available on, on the Tesla, he said, oh, you know, the, the full self-driving, when it comes, is going to be amazing. And it's just like, yeah, well, I'm not paying £7,000 over the list price for something that's not even there yet. No. It's you not. know? Um, um, I'm but, talking about build quality. Yeah, I'm talking no, well, about well, I, gaps I, as in, I the, said, in yeah. the car that's... So he's had a lot of Teslas. He's had a he had a, a Model S, and then he had a Model X. Uh, he's now currently running a Model Three, um, and and which I which might be one of the ugliest cars I've ever seen. Yeah, you can't see it from the every outside. time I see one, I'm like, oh god, that thing is so ugly. So um, I went in his Model Three, and uh, I had a good look at it. The build quality on that, I was perfectly happy with, and he's had it for. 14, 15 months now. Um, and basically, I, I did discuss this with him. He said the problem is is uh, initially they were, they were bringing a lot of cars from China uh, and the Chinese factory was not great. Um, he says if you get one that's been built in the US or preferably the one in the new factory that's been built in Germany that's been producing cars since the beginning of this year, he says they are much, much better in terms of the build quality. That's good. Quality. So, so he said, uh, you know, when you place your order... Have a look at where it's coming from because their their um, order system is transparent to the customer. And he said, you know, consider making some changes if it looks like you're getting one from China. And the uh, one of the other problems they've had apparently is the, the paint from China is <laughs> flaky, comes off very easily. Yeah. Um. And uh, and that is, that is also an issue. And also, I think um, the consensus in the Tesla world, from what I've been seeing, is that 
the Model 3 and the Model Y, I'd be looking at the Model Y, which is the SUV version, um, is, um, you know, they, those really reap the benefits of Tesla actually improving its an, in manufacturing process and what they've learned from building cars over the years. So um, hopefully. Look, my, um, for, in my position, it's going to be a lease car. So if I have any problems with it, I, it's the leasing company's uh, issue to deal with. It's not mine. So from that perspective, it, it kind of reassures me a little bit. Um, but when it comes down to it, I, d- I just... You know, I, I don't think I'm, I particularly want to wait eight, nine months for a car. So if I can get one in three months, I might end up with the Tesla. So um, we're just going to see. The Tesla is more expensive as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a very expensive car. Miguel was um, talking about automation. And yeah. we've got a, a link in here to a company that looks like, man, what is it? Insta-on? Inst- yeah, Insta-on. Inst- yeah. Insta-on. They are a home automation company. That, they were. <laughs> well, yeah, they. It looks like they just closed down, and this is cloud-based stuff, so their stuff just stops working. Yeah, um, this this is really awful. Yeah, the company executives scrubbed the name of the company from their LinkedIn profiles. Nobody replies. It's just yeah, their forums. Everything stopped working. Their forums disappeared. Um, as you say, yeah, the CEO decided to disassociate himself with from um, talking about being in that company, uh, and um, it was like they it was equivalent. Have you you know you know when you got the renters in <laughs> across the road and you've seen them trashing the place and then you wake up one morning and they're just gone they're just because because the bailiffs are coming. That's that's what this this appeared like. Of course, they left all their customers high and dry. Um, I you know what. <sighs> This is my fear when it comes to cloud-based services. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it comes to your home stuff. That's it's one thing if your music streaming service stopped working or the video thing that you like to watch stopped working. That's one thing. It's entertainment. Okay, you can move on. Life doesn't change. Yeah. When it comes to home automation, how you turn on your lights, how you set your alarm system, how your video cameras work, uh, how you set your thermostat. These are big freaking deals if it just stops working one day. But particularly as most of these systems, they don't have a manual fallback. They don't have That's a exactly control right. panel with buttons on that you can use right. if, it's, if it's not working. It's all app-based. Yeah. Uh, and if the app doesn't work, then you're out of luck. I've got, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, what's uh, To be honest with you, going back to our previous conversation, what slightly concerns me is looking, you look at these electric cars and they're all app-based. Yeah, uh, you know they all rely on cloud connectivity, and if the comp, I'm not, I'm not worrying that a company like VW will disappear, but they can suddenly change policy and say, oh, you know, yeah, you know that thing that we always gave you free, uh, fifty bucks a month now, um, otherwise you don't have it anymore, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, it's a real concern because you are. You, you are putting yourself kind of beholden to to the comp- these companies and, and their operations, and they can make changes, not necessarily capriciously, but fit with their business. And if you're a, a customer who relies on that, then you can be stuffed. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, to be honest with you, what, what happened with Insteon was particularly awful because this was clearly a company that knew it was going to the wall, and rather than warning anybody, it just kept going yeah. uh, until it wasn't going boom, anymore. Gone. Yeah, and um, I, I, you know, I, I guess the lesson that comes from that is, is, you know, as we were saying, make sure you've got you've got your um, backup plan. If you if you heavily rely on any of these companies, um, I mean, you know, um, 
uh, Miguel's talking about getting Raspberry Pi based stuff, which presumably will continue to operate even if it can't talk to the back end. Um, and he's struggling to get the, the kit he requires to do that. But having the smarts in your house rather than having it relying on the server in the cloud sounds sounds to me like it's a it's a a good way to go for something like that. Yeah, a Be- lot of um users on this now, there's kind of a pirated movement, if you will. People are hacking the systems and making it open source, putting this stuff out there so they can still use it, but not going through the company. Because yeah. the hardware itself is still fine. It's just the cloud-based stuff. And again, yeah. to, to bring this a little bit closer to home for me, you know, we all love shopping online. Yep. We know how terrible Amazon is a company, but we still use our products all the time. Yep. No question about it. We, we know how terrible it is there. Um, but they have... And, and online resellers have killed, you know, a lot of local businesses that were specialists that you can get parts there that you couldn't just go to Target and pick up. Yep. As an example, I get home yesterday and Julie says the dryer is no longer working correctly. It's running, but it's not heating up. It's a gas dryer. Mm-hmm. This has happened before. And if it gets too much lint buildup in the exhaust, it just won't heat up. Yeah. So we got a whole new exhaust pipe for it. It's a long 20-foot one. And then, you know, cleaned everything out, and it still doesn't heat at all. So after a little bit of research and grabbing out my multimeter, it looks like, and this is still a guess, the um, thermal fuse is gone. Right. So what the thermal fuse does is it says, okay, if it gets beyond this temperature... It removes um, the ability for the gas to kick on and, you know, the fire to fire yeah. and so heat up. Presumably something yeah. got too hot somewhere got in the too fr- hot. and it was worried that, you know, it's designed to stop the dry from catching fire. Right. So if there is a clog and the heat can't dissipate out the exhaust, this fuse kicks in and saves it from burning up the house, which yeah. is exactly what you want. Yeah. So usually just cleaning out the vent solves the problem well this time it didn't the fuse yeah. actually went yeah nobody around here anymore has this fuse there's no store that sells anything like this i looked within a hundred mile radius nobody mm-hmm. it's a six dollar part yeah i know the part's bad because i checked it on my uh meter yeah so i i need a new one i can't dry clothes without this one little piece yeah 10 years ago, I could have found it in a bunch of places around here. Mm-hmm. It's the most popular dryer out there. And this part is ubiquitous. It's, it's everywhere except you have to buy it online now, mm-hmm. except today is Sunday. And so I have to wait till tomorrow for it to get here. Yeah. And heaven forbid, if it gets delayed somewhere. Yeah. So I actually ordered two on Amazon from two different sellers. Mm-hmm. Just so Small. we know we yeah. get one. Yeah, and then return the one that... But I'm going to have to take half a day off tomorrow just to come home and fix the dryer. Yeah, you know. Um, it's, it, it is a problem. But having said that, in the past, what's happened is that is that 
um, appliances have gone out of fashion or gone out of stock or something like that. And then the only places you can get the parts were local repair shops. And when they ran out, that was it. You, you had to junk the entire thing. Yeah. At least with the online world, you can order the part, even if you can't get it as quickly as you want it to. Yeah, but either or isn't a great, you know. No, no. But the problem is, if people don't support the local businesses, if someone just orders on online every time, you know, it's yeah. it's it's a little bit like we're expecting to live in a disposable society that once a dryer stops working correctly, you just go buy a new one, which quite yeah. honestly was my first thought is like, well, let's just go buy a new dryer tomorrow. Uh, so so in terms of our appliances, um, I don't know if they have this brand in the States, but but we have a uh, we have a brand of all our appliances from a company called Mealy, M-I-E-L-E. No, we and don't have it. Right, their stuff is, uh, it's, well, I presume it's German. Um, their stuff is probably two to three times the, the price of the regular stuff in the store for yep. washers, dryers. And we have it all. We have, a, we have a washer, a dryer, and a dishwasher. And the reason we bought those and we paid, yeah, probably 700, 800 pounds per unit for those is because they are known to last they are designed like old appliances used to be. So they don't break down after two, three years uh, and then either need repair or replacement. Whereas all the cheap brands, the Hoover, the uh, Indesit, all the brands that, that are available here in Europe, everybody knows that they are designed to break down not long after the warranty period expires. Yep. Um, they are designed with the cheap, they are designed down to a cost with the cheapest parts, the worst designs. Whirlpool has been. Um, has been suffering lawsuits for years because it was well known. They they also own the Indesit brand and, and one of the other ones. Um, it was well known in Europe that, that they had design faults in that caused them to catch fire. And people have died and people have lost their homes and everything. And they refused to recall the units until they were compelled to by the UK government. And even then, they've been really slow about replacing the parts to actually fix this problem. Whirlpool you know, these- is actually uh, a huge company. They're, they're who made my dryer. Yeah. They're but, located, but the, their headquarters isn't too far from me. Yeah, but the problem is, um, and I don't know whether Whirlpool uh, in Europe and the UK is, is I presume it's subsidiary, whether it's operated sure. by the same people or, Probably or not. run on the same principles, but effectively their attitude has been, um, we have dryers that cause fires, but you know what that means? We sell more dryers. So uh, unless somebody's going to make two, we're going to refuse to admit that this is a problem. And it's the same same issue it's always the same issue with the dry lint build up in a place that causes a fire yeah yeah um and uh and yeah so so we've spent more and i have to say we've had most with all three of these appliances we've had for well i think the oldest one we've got is the dryer and we've had that for at least 10 years now never had a single problem with it whereas before that we went through two or three dryers from the other thing so we were literally in that situation where every two three years we had to buy a new one because it will break and you couldn't fix it this one's about yeah. seven years old, and uh, if it is this thermocoupling, which, by the way, I'm assuming this is the one that's this is what's bad because the meter tells me this part is bad. But if I put the new one in and it still doesn't heat up, then there's a bigger problem. In which yeah. case, I'm not going to continue to investigate. I'm just going to set it by the curb and put a new one in the basement. Do you uh, do you do you not have guys who repair these things? Because yeah, I presume it, they would have the point. They that, would have the parts. Yeah, but by the time you schedule that, it's going to be three or four days from now. Yeah, I, guess I can't. So. I, you know, I can't wait that long to 
to dry clothes. We're going to my dad's house with a couple loads later that we'll wash here and take it over there and dry. Um, so I can have, you know, clean towels and we go through a lot of laundry here. There's four people. Well, yeah, we, we, we do too. Um, you know, so I do sympathize. It's very mm-hmm. difficult, particularly if, if, you know, you can't dry outside because the weather's not up to it. Correct. Yeah. And then it would take a couple of days to dry these things outside, you know? So mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah, if, if this doesn't work, which is why I'm taking off half the day tomorrow, uh, hopefully the part gets here early enough that if yeah. I repair this and it doesn't fix it, I'm going to one of the stores tomorrow and probably dropping six, $700 to just get a new dryer. Yeah. I'm not going to continue to invest time to fix this one, which yeah, could be another simple fix. But if the thermo fuse yeah. is bad and everything else is working, I got to assume that it did its job. It detected that, Hey, it's getting too hot. I'm going to blow. So you don't kill yourselves. Um, which is a good thing, and this, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah. But when you can't get a simple part like this locally, and I could bypass it to see if that's the problem or not. All I have to do is put the wires together, and then, boom, if it starts heating up, you know it's working. But yeah. I don't really want to do that. Nope. No, because that's, um, that's dangerous. Yes. Well, yeah, because if there is another problem, it could short something out. Exactly. Well, that, that's the point. Yes, if, if it's just that part, then you could say, oh, well, it'll run like that until uh, I've cleaned everything out. It's not going to catch fire again. But if, if it if it burnt out because something else is whack on there. Exactly. And, uh, it wasn't then, an obstruction then, that was yeah. causing it. Yeah, that, it was the uh, the raging inferno inside the fire. Inside I could the also do it and just let it go for about 10 minutes to see if it starts heating up. And if it does, turn it off. And then, okay, the part I've got tomorrow is going to mm, fix it. Yeah, but then you've got that temptation of that pile of wet clothes going, well, yeah. I could just yeah, Let's just do these two loads right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, that's where I'm. The hacker in me totally wants to do that. And Julie totally doesn't. And yeah. I'm going to defer to her better judgment on this. Absolutely. If I was a single guy, I would totally do it. I totally would. I would be like, oh, you totally, you totally bypass it. You'd overload it with clothes. Then you go out and have some beer. And come I, I wouldn't do that. I would actually be <laughs> hyper vigilant when it came to oh, keeping right, an eye yeah. on it. But a lot of people wouldn't. The no. amount of people. I'd be checking <laughs> it every 10 minutes on the to internet make go, sure everything's yeah. good. The amount of people I go on the internet and say, oh, you know, I, I had a little bit of fire in my kitchen because I could put food on and then went for a nap. <laughs> now, here's the flip side of my, you know, I, I don't want to call it a complaint, but the fact that we're not buying local and it has put yeah. some businesses out. Here's the flip side of that. Something like YouTube, because that's mm-hmm. where I learned, oh, okay, if I do this and I check this and I get this meeting, reader meeting, this part is bad. Yeah. I wouldn't have known how to do that. I'm not a, I, I've never gone to training. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with electronics, but I, what do I know about a dryer? You know, well, yeah, I know and, the basic concepts, yeah. but. And, and, and those sorts of videos reveal reveal the trick of the dry repairman which is that you know or the appliance repairman is that while you know many of them have long experience and great skills there are so many models out there that basically what they have to do is work through a check sheet of try this try this try this try this um if this happens then you replace this part you replace that this happens you replace that part if this happens it is dead not economical to repair right you know they're um 
there. But, uh, but not everyone has a multimeter that has settings to be and or has oh, the ability no. to take yeah. the back of a dryer off. And, but uh, uh, yeah, but that's the thing is is that's how appliance repair kind of operates now. Is it's it's, it's you know they they have been trained or they have access to the materials that lets them do that uh, and the right sort of tools. But thanks to and the education. The, yeah, but thanks to the knowledge of the internet, that stuff can now be shared. And to somebody who's got access to the right tools and the the right basic mindset, then they can do a little bit of self-diagnosis repair themselves. The one that I found do the most YouTube useful existed. was a company that sells the parts. Their, their video was the best. They yeah. walk you through it step by step with a variety of different models to check things. And then after every time they okay now it's going to we're going to check this and it's located here and you're going to want this nut driver and blah 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 and check it if you get this and if this part's bad check out our website it's like wow that was that's pretty good i mean now their website they had the same product for like 22 dollars, and it was six dollars for three of them on amazon with one day shipping and their shipping was uh you'll get it within a week yeah. Estimated arrival was like the 18th. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing that. Hold on a second. The cat, get out. Get. The cat decided that he wanted to check out the model or the uh, Xbox Series X, I guess. Ah, oh, well, you know, it's very attractive to a lot of people. Yep. <laughs> this is a monolith black box cube. Yeah, God, I've really got to be honest. Since I got that Steam Deck, I haven't even turned on my Xbox. Well, you know, there is something to be said about, you know, the the new Steam Deck. A lot of people seem to really like it. So yeah. I'm going to step away from the mic for a minute. Update everyone on your how it's working so far. Yeah, it's pretty good. So um, for anyone who didn't catch your previous description of what the Steam Deck is, uh, it's effectively a big handheld PC. Um, kind of, it's probably a, a third again bigger than the Nintendo Switch. Um, and it looks a little bit like a Switch. has a 7-inch screen. Um, controls on either side um, and it has a internal SSD and a, a, a SD card slot and you uh, it talks to Steam's um, uh, to Valve's Steam store and you download your games through that. It runs Linux and it's using a, 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 a translation layer called Proton that allows it to run Windows games on Linux. So you are kind of restricted to the games that they've tested and worked but in my experience quite a lot of games work pretty well on it um and i've been loving it yeah i get uh, six seven hours battery life of it because i've tweaked the settings down to make um make it look better and, and work work longer i've just finished playing batman arkham knight and i played through the entire game which took me about 30 hours um and it's like it is like playing on a pc i mean the graphics are far better than you get on the on the switch uh, and of course uh, it runs pc games rather than just the stuff you get from nintendo um moved on from there to ace combat 7 which is a flight uh, as it sounds like is a, f- a flight combat game that, that came out a few years ago i'm working uh, playing that at the moment um and yeah the fact that i can pick this thing up take it out standby and pick up my game anywhere is is <laughs> excuse the pun but a game changer i've been Going to medical medical appointments, taking it with me while I'm waiting to pick people up. I've been taking it with me and playing. Took my son to a job so interview you the other day. That guy. Uh, well, I tend to sit in the car. I don't. Okay. You know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, kind of walking around. I'm certainly not walking around with my face in the screen. I saw uh, um, a customer at work. He was there for service. I don't know what they were doing with this car. He was there yeah. for a couple hours, but he had brought a, a portable monitor. 
a laptop that he connected to it. Yeah. And he was gaming on it, sitting at one of the little desk things that we've got in the customer service lounge. And he was there for hours with headphones on, uh, a game pad, wireless game pad. Uh, The monitor was the he had the laptop that it was plugged into, but he had that screen closed. Yeah. And he, I don't know what game he was playing. I'm not well versed on some of the, but it was, it looked like a first person shooter type game. Right. And he was there for hours. You know? I, I I did the same thing. I took the Steam Deck with me when I was having my car service last week, and uh, I was there for two hours. And I yeah, I gamed while I was waiting. It's kind of a good idea. Yeah, it makes uh, the time go by a lot faster. That's for exactly. Sure. And the other thing is that in the evening, you know, if if I'm sat down with my wife and she's watching a show I'm not particularly interested in, then I put in put in a head just one side of the headphone so I can still talk to her, and then I I game while I'm doing that. And I can't do that with the Xbox because the I, Xbox uh, in a different room. Uh, after the last show we recorded, which was three weeks ago, uh, I get, there's this website called Slick Deals. Yep. And, uh, you know, I I get their emails. I haven't bought a lot through there because sometimes they'll say this is a great deal. And I'm like, yeah. But most of the stuff I see, I don't care about. I'm not going to buy. But there was a Costco deal for the AirPod Pros from Apple. Mm-hmm. And it was almost $100 off. And it was free delivery. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's, I kind of want to do that because the last headphones that I had that I used when I, I mow the lawn, yeah, they were over the ear and then the, um, the padding just basically turned to mush almost. Cause you know, I, you get hot and sweaty when you're mowing the lawn Yeah. and these headphones weren't designed that. And I had actually, it was two different pair of headphones that the ear muff things just started disintegrating on me. Maybe my sweat is toxic and, and I don't know, like the movie Alien. Um, but I thought, I, you know what? Those have noise cancellation. I know they have good sound. Uh, I like listening to music when I'm doing yard work. I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get these. And free shipping. You know, I don't have yeah. to go to Costco to get them. Well, the free shipping was Instacart. So when I bought these on Costco's website for this discount... They paid Instacart to bring it to my house the same day. Wow. Some dude just showed up in his car like, hey, I got your uh, earpods. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's, yeah. It kind of took me back a little bit. You know, I was expecting him to ship it and I'll get it in a day or two, which would have been fine. You know, I don't need them right then. Yeah. Nope. I got them within three hours. How do you like them? I like them. They sound good. I mean, they still don't sound as good as the headphones I've got on right now, the AKGs. No, they're not going to. No, but for what they are, for the and more specifically for the price that I paid, yeah, for as quick as they synced up, that I could find them with Find My Mac. Um, we I, Find My Mac I use a lot. Yeah. I, I, I or Find My Phone, I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. I use that a lot. We got Air Tags in Julie's car, my car. I don't really need it in my car because I've also got the remote start that has GPS yeah. functionality. I can see right where it's parked. And that actually works better than the AirTags because the AirTag requires another, you know, Bluetooth connected device somewhere nearby that yeah. it can kind of ping. Um, well, but that being said, I, I like the ability to just, where's Julie's car right now? Yeah, you know? no, we, we were using it last week. We went up to um, the Lake Districts 
which is a big national park that's about 100 miles from here. Um, and I'd gone to a place and Leanne was meant to be meeting there, meeting me there. And she's, the, the problem is she tends to use her GPS. She just sat now, she tends to put the postcode in like the zip code. Yeah. But when you're in a, a rural place, those, they, you know, you forget. That doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. When you're in a city, a zip code will, t- a postcode will take you right to their door. Whereas out there, you know, that might be a mile, mile and a half long. So she couldn't find where, where we were. And I fire up, find my, and I say, no, you've gone past it. And she's going, how do you know? <laughs> and I said, I said, I can see your phone. I can see you've gone, you've gone past it. And then two minutes later, I call her again. I say, you're still heading the wrong direction. <laughs> you, know, you need to turn around, you know, and she found it eventually, but it, it was, it was incredibly useful to be able to see on a, on a, on Apple maps exactly where she was. And to be able to say that, you know, um, yeah. we lost, as you know, you saw it on Facebook. Uh, we lost one of our dogs. A couple weeks ago and um we've got two and they were litter mates so they've spent their whole life together yeah but noah passed on and it was very sad we i had to i had to put it well here's a little bit of a, a holy smoke story so i've got a customer who has a tundra on order and he told me you know he is a difficult customer he wants what he wants the price isn't that big of a deal to him, but he, he it has to be what he wants. Right. And the problem is the Tundras are so in demand right now, and his is so specific. It's I told him it's going to take probably six months to get one. Yeah. And he was fine with that. And then he came back in once to check because there was a little bit of miscommunication. He thought that I didn't have one on order for him when I did. No biggie. I, I can deal with you know customers that are upset, no problem. Yeah. So we go and take Noah to this vet, and it's in Kalamazoo. Now we live in Battle Creek. So it's good. Hold on a second. Knock it off. Get out. Go on. Go on. Stop being an asshole. That cat always ruins the no, show. No, it's the other one. Oh, well, one of the cats always ruins the show. Oh. Um,. They're still technically, well, they're both, well, one's still a kitty, but the yeah. other one's not very old either, so one will always get into crap, and the other one's kind of, go ahead, he's, go ahead, do it, <laughs> I dare you. Um, so we have to take Noah to this emergency vet, and there's no emergency vet here. So I have to take a day off from work, it's on a Monday, and I'm pretty sure, you know, it, this yeah. is probably going to be the end for him. So uh, Felix and I take him over there, and they come out with a with a cart and they wheel him in. He's a big dog, you know. Yeah. And uh, they take him to a whole other room, and then the vet comes in to give us the bad news that you know we we do have a choice, but but as soon as the vet walks in, that's my customer. Yeah. And he kind of did a double take, and I did a double take because we just yeah. saw each other just a few days before that. Yeah. And uh, I, I was glad that it was him because he is a no-nonsense guy. Yeah. You know, he was telling us, you know, his, the, his nose kidneys had pretty much completely failed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are treatments, but it's a long shot. It's probably going to cost close to $10,000. 
That's not, with with something like that, it's not the money; it's the suffering you're going to put the animal yeah. through. Yeah, and he said it, it, there's there's a chance that it won't work, and yeah. his condition won't improve for a while. He's not going to be able to walk for a while. And if I'm not home every day with him, Julie's not able to pick that dog up. He's a yeah. big dog, so we made the difficult decision that it was time for him to pass on. Yeah, but this gets us back to Bella. So she's a little sad, but. So when we let the dogs outside to do their business, they go out on mm-hmm. the deck, and then I, yeah. there's a dog run that's all fenced in. The whole thing is. I was never. I could leave them out there for hours, and I know they would be in the dog runner on the deck. Yeah. Well, Bella's escaping somehow, and we don't know how. So twice now, she's been down the road checking things out. Yeah. So we ordered a new collar. An air tag holder and an air tag for Bella. Mm-hmm. So now, if she escapes, we can track her. Yeah. I still haven't figured out how the hell she's getting out of there, though. So can you put a camera up? To, yeah, to I'm, see I'm the, gonna see the yeah, dog run. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I need to charge up one of my cameras, anyways, because it's getting low on battery. Yeah. And then I'm in. When I charge it, I literally bring it in the house and charge it. I've tried charging it outside with a battery pack, and it just doesn't seem to do its job. Yeah. So I'm going to put a camera back there somehow. I really, I'd just probably set it on the deck railing and leave her out there for a while and see how the hell she's escaping. Yeah. You can get those, um, they used to be quite expensive, but they're not now. I used one for the uh, family event last week. Um, those, they're tripods, but the, uh, the legs are kind of, um, wraps around. articulated. Yeah. yeah. So you can wrap them around a rail or something. I had one that I put, put on, um, my, uh, one of my smartphones in. Uh, and I was able to video the entire event from from far away, and, and then I need to do some editing on it and everything. But it worked really well. Uh, having said that, you might want to leave—you probably don't want to leave an iPhone out on the deck because it'll get stolen. But uh, if you put a camera on one of those, then that'll be okay. Yeah, that's probably what we're gonna do. I, I just can't figure out how the hell she's doing it, like friggin' Houdini. But she's done it twice now. Now the first yeah. time. Uh, I don't know where she went, but I left her outside for about a half hour. I went to open the door, and she wasn't back there. And I yelled for her a few times. I could see she wasn't in the dog run. She wasn't on the side of the deck that she can get to, and she wasn't obviously on the deck. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the cats going at it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I let them work it out when they have a problem like this. Um, I put my shoes on. I'm going to go out and look for her because she's wandering around somewhere. On a hunch, I went back to the deck, or back to the back door, opened it, and there she was. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. Uh, so she had you and she came running back. Yeah. yeah. So she did this with Julie the other day, and Julie found her halfway down the block, just kind of wandering around, checking things yeah. out. She comes right to you. She doesn't... We had dogs that, when I was growing up in the 70s, you just open your door and let your dog out. They yeah. go out and have hours of fun in the neighborhood, and they come home when it's time to yeah. eat. We don't do that anymore. No. Um, so, but that transition happened with a dog we had that you just don't let your dog out anymore. So that dog, if it got out, you had to go hunt him, and he would run from you. He didn't yeah. want to. He didn't want to come back. Yeah. Well, Bella's not like that. If she sees you, she'll come right to you. If you yell at her, she'll stop. Yeah. So. I'm not so worried that she won't come to me and I got to chase her for an hour outside. She'll, but finding her is the issue. How yeah, far did she go? Yeah, that's right. 
That's, and, and so with the air tag, you know, we're hoping... you worried about you mm-hmm. worried about them getting hurt. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm hoping the air tag alleviates some of that worry. Yep. It's kind of what it's designed for, yeah. Yep. As long as everyone on your street has iPhones, you'll be golden. Well, no, it's it it uses Wi-Fi too. Yeah. So there's tons of Wi-Fi. I mean, it's this area is saturated with Wi-Fi signals. Mm-hmm. They're all you know protected, but. I don't know. It's magic. It, it actually does work really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm always getting... Uh, I get the find my thing on, on mine every time I walk out the house without my keys. Uh, yeah. off, normally, because I've done it deliberately, we're going in Leanne's car and I don't need my keys with me, so I don't take them. Um, and then, yeah. Well, we Julie was away, getting... Getting, every time she'd get in my car, she'd get an AirTag phone message on her phone because yeah. it's picking up the one that's in my car. Yeah. Um, it was doing it with hers all the time too, because I set these up using my phone, but her phone is also on my account. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised it's saying, Hey, I found this. Yeah, well, like, they, they changed it. They changed how it worked because there was all that fuss in the news about, um, people stalking people. So that, I think they changed it and I don't know whether they made it more sensitive. Maybe that, um, you know, may, or may either, either you, you probably got caught by that and maybe there's a learning component where it starts to, you know because you'd imagine if it saw it all the time and you kept on dismissing the thing it would eventually it would go oh you know this one's co- oh and it can see it's on the same account as a phone shared with you it would go well this one's kosher it's okay and yeah. stop telling you uh, I, I think you the I think the find my thing on iPhone is um, I think it's the secret sauce that is going to become more and more popular as time goes on Yep. Just like Apple Pay did. Just like I mean, it's going to be the thing that becomes ubiquitous. That's what you use to find something. Yeah. And I think the AirTag, while small, is going to get smaller over time and disposable. Yeah. They're only twenty bucks right now, as it is. I mean, it, who cares? Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to take this twenty thing, twenty dollar thing, stick it on my dog's collar, and. If it dies in a year, it's not a big deal. I just replace it. But if they get yeah. even smaller, even better. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they will. I mean, you know, Apple traditionally shrinks things over time. Speaking of shrinking, you have a uh, post. Now, is this for sale or is this one of those, hey, support us now things? No, this is a sale. I actually bought it. Um, it's so called the Mighty Vibe. Mighty Vibe. So uh, this... Uh, Basically, I, I it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago, and I was given some money and um, an Amazon voucher, and I was trying to decide, you know, what to spend it on rather than just you know, you know with a voucher you put it in your account and then before you know it you you're buying clothes pegs with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I wanted to buy myself a gift, um, so uh, I started looking around for things because obviously you know I'm of that age and I'm I'm you know like yourself a tech fan and a geek. Um, I've already got. <laughs> most of the stuff I want but I spotted this and I thought well this looks interesting so I like to listen to music in bed at night and um, I don't know if you've noticed this but as a just a regular iPod the phone or the iPod touch sucks because it has no controls on it so anytime you want to look at a track or change a track or anything like that you've got to fight you've got to unlock it and then you've got to fire up the touch screen and do what you need to do um, and the problem with that is that that doesn't work if you're listening to music in somewhere where you don't want a big blaring screen in your face. It tends to disturb either yourself or your partner. So I hate listening to music. Most of the time I listen to streaming music. 
um, on Amazon Music or Spotify. I hate doing that when I'm listening to music uh, at night when I'm in bed, but actually that's normally the only time I get a chance to listen to a new album or something is before I go to sleep, I'll put it on for 45 minutes and to an hour and listen to a new album or something. So uh, even though I can do that with my AirPods and all that, I don't really like doing it because I like to, particularly if it's a music I'm not familiar with, I like to know what the tracks are called and, and all of that sort of stuff. So I started thinking to myself, hmm, you know what? We used to have devices that did this, but nobody sells them anymore. So I started looking around for stuff like that and I came across this. So the idea behind this is that it is, effectively, it's a, it's like a, bigger plastic knockoff version of the iPod Shuffle. Yep. Um, but what it does is it t- it uses an app on your phone to sync music from your streaming account. So it downloads the music from your phone via yeah. streaming to via this. streaming to this and then stores it locally. And it does the same thing the Shuffle used to do with voiceover. So everything has a... Every, basically, it's designed for... It works on playlists. So if you want to listen to a particular album, you have to create a new playlist for it. But um, most of us actually don't do albums anymore. We do playlists. So sure. it, you can find any playlist on your account. You say, sync that to the Mighty Vibe and it will sync to the device. Uh, and then you can listen to it. And I, I think the the use case they originally had in mind, mine's a bit unusual, but the use case they've had in mind is people who want to listen to a streaming playlist while they're exercising and don't want to have to take their phone with them and don't have a watch. Yeah, that's what other marketing like. is yeah, geared towards. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and so... Unless you saw you know, a 50-year-old dad mowing the lawn or something, that would probably... Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, like, for instance, your use case where you're mowing the lawn, you could use this. It's got... Because it's more modern than the shuffles, it has wireless in it, so it has it supports Bluetooth headphones. Uh, and you could use this so you won't have to worry about dropping your phone under the mower blades when you were out mowing. Um, and if you've got a playlist of stuff you like, I suppose you've got a mowing playlist, you can sync it to this and then you'll be able to listen to it while you're mowing without worrying about Amazon. Yeah, the problem is with mine, I use Apple Music and this works with Spotify and Amazon. Exactly. Well, that, that's one problem and, and you're always going to have that problem. And I'm going to come on to that in a minute because I really don't understand why Apple doesn't make this. Um, so anyway, I bought it, I used it, and then I returned it. Really? And, uh, I'll tell you why I returned Wow, it. I, w- I was okay. expecting this to go the opposite direction because I was starting to consider this for about so, three seconds. Yeah, so the, the concept, I think, is brilliant. And this is why I think Apple should, should make one of these. They should bring back the iPod Shuffle, but with this functionality in it, because I think it would be a big hit for them. I know they've got the watch, but actually, if you've tried to do this sort of stuff with the watch, it's really, really clunky. Um, and well, then uh, isn't that more of a software problem instead of a hardware? Instead of well, inventing I, I, new hardware, how about you invest a little bit of more? Uh, yeah, I wonder whether the the problem is the is the because the processor in the watch is so optimized for power saving. I think that's why one of the reasons it's clunky. Um, I don't know. I, to be fair, I've not because obviously the watch is optimized for Apple, Apple Music. I know trying to do this sort of this stuff, you, you know, trying to stream. Amazon Music or Spotify off the watch is not a great experience. No. Um, which, you know, and, and initially when I saw this, I thought, oh, maybe I could use my watch instead because the watch will pair over the set of headphones and I can have that on my wrist when I'm sleeping in bed. Um, but yeah, I just found it didn't work for me. So this is typical of, of where Apple, in, in my opinion, most of the time 
beat other companies because the idea behind this is brilliant the execution is just not up to scratch first of all the device itself it's it's fairly big it's probably i'd say in terms of thickness and area three times the size of the original ipod sh- of the the most recent ipod shuffle it looks chunky quite one yeah it is chunky it's plastic it doesn't feel particularly well built oh i thought so, it was a rubbery thing when i looked no, at the pictures no, it looks no, more rubbery no, it, it is basically it's a it's a thermoplastic. Yeah, it's not rubbery at all. That's bummer. Uh, some people I've read reviews of have said the clip isn't strong enough either for when you're jogging. Um, you know, like okay, I, I guess that I mean you could clip it to the outside of your clothes, or you could put it in a pocket or something. I guess that's solvable. But the real problem for me was the um, execution of the software. For a start, despite the fact it being that big, the battery life is only about five hours. Oh, that's okay. And you look at that and you think, well, hang on a minute, the shuffle was tiny and the shuffle would last for like 15 hours. Yeah. So what's going on there? Well, you, know? you said it's got connectivity, which itself yeah, is going to be a battery drain. They are very clear to say that for saving power, most of the time the connectivity is shut off, the wireless shut is shut off. And in fact, if you pick the thing up and you try and get your phone to talk to it there's a gap of about 10 seconds while all the wireless fires up and then it finds it and it's really kind of annoying if you want to do something there and then and as well the syncing is like dog slow uh, really really slow like a, a single so they use song. a really cheap um flash memory card in it uh well either that or their wi-fi or their wi-fi is very cheap i don't know but my I, guess would be the storage is super yeah, cheap because it's caching I, it and yeah. yeah basically what would happen is if i have a playlist of 10 songs that would take maybe three four minutes to sync um yeah that's which, pretty slow that's just that's just not you know because the problem is you might want to i mean it's got um, a fair amount of memory on there i think it's got two gig of memory you might want to load up a whole load of playlists if you did that it would take forever mm-hmm. you know the and also as well they say you should keep it plugged in while you while you're syncing it um, so it's draining the battery really fast if you're syncing yeah, it. Exactly, yeah. In. Comes with a, a USB to three and a half millimeter jack cable, uh, like the shuffle did. Anything, so, <laughs> anything that doesn't take USB C at this point. Yeah, you know. So there, and you look at that, no you think excuse anymore. Yeah, to, come on. Yeah, exactly. You look at that and think, why? There's plenty of room on here for a, a USB jack. So why did you use a proprietary three and a half mil thing? Garbage. You know? Yeah. So. Um, with all of that, I, I just found that, that the the use... Oh, the other thing was that sometimes I would have this... So what would I, what would I tend to do is I'd be lying in bed, listen to music, so I'd have Bluetooth headphones on paired to it. Um, the uh, Oh, that's the other thing. When you turn it on, it takes about 40, 50 seconds before it's oh, ready to, <laughs> ready to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, and yeah, I'd be lying in bed. I'd have, the, I'd have this in my hand and the Bluetooth headphones on my head and occasionally I'll get dropouts. Just drops out. Yeah, just Bluetooth drops out. We just lost the Bluetooth signal for a you know quarter of a second or something like so that. So it sounds like a cheap Chinese product. It's yeah, it's it's just it's a great idea, not executed as well as it could be. And the, the price is ninety yeah ninety nine pounds. That's so a lot not, of money. It's not hugely cheap either. If it was half that price, you could maybe live with those compromises. But it wasn't hugely cheap either. So I was really disappointed because uh, you know I, I really kind of like the concept, and I'm still kind of wedded to the concept. I think if Apple did this in a revamp of the Shuffle that worked with Apple Music, and you could load your Apple Music playlist onto it, um, I think it'd be awesome. 
um, and I would probably buy one. And I'd probably switch to Apple Music from Spotify or Amazon as well, um, because because that, that I think that would be that would be really really kind of cool. Um, so if if Tim Cook's listening, Tim, I have yeah. actually gone back to using my shuffle for this now. Um, but then because, you have to download the music and it's got... Uh, well, so, yeah, so... Um, for me, that would like, be no problem because I own most of my music, but... Well, I, I ha- yeah, I have <coughs> I have a big music library that I hardly ever use anymore because I use um, Amazon Streaming. But yeah. I have I have gone back to it now. I've dumped iTunes. I use a, a third-party um, manager called Media Monkey that is available on Windows that basically does everything that iTunes does, but... Uh, <laughs> it's more, far more reliably with m- much more speed and doesn't require you to do all the library management that iTunes does. So it's really, really good. I can if, get it for $120 on Amazon. The same what, thing. What the, uh, the, the vibe. The vibe. Yeah. 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 They call it the so, mighty vibe. Yeah. Or I vibe. can get one with an actual screen with cheap headphones for $33. Yeah. But the, the problem with, you see, I, I didn't want the screen. I really wanted yeah, the voice description because where I was, where I was using it, I didn't want to have to listen to the, uh, look at a screen. So, um, having something without a screen, it was a real advantage to me. Um, and as I say, I don't know if anybody agrees with me, but I think actually the music play experience on the iPhone itself sucks. I just think having a, a flat it's glass slab really, as a music management is not yeah, great. It's not even that. It's I've got music synced onto my phone, and it's so clunky to, to navigate the music app. It's like, Apple, you solved this 15 years ago. Why did yeah. you take a step back? Yeah, It's it's because they try to push the Apple music thing front and center, and then they hide your music. Yeah. And worse, if you created a playlist with something that's not in iTunes, or it's not in Apple Music, I should say, you can't use it. Because it yeah. so you can either use Apple Music, or you can use your, your current playlist, but then you can't use Apple Music. It's one or the yeah. other. And it's like, yeah. wait a minute. That's horse shit. Because I've yeah. got some um, music that you will never find in Apple Music. You know, these, yeah. these guys that put two songs together and... Yeah, you, you, I, I've got a really great playlist, and it will not sync to my iPhone. Yeah, will not uh, see see that that's and the advantage of using a third party player is it's not trying It'll to just work. any right. A th- yeah, third party ma- media manager is that it just works. Yeah, have you ever loaded new music into iTunes from an MP3 and then waited five minutes while it tries to figure out which album it's in and what yeah. the album art looks like and everything? This thing is instant, Media Monkey. It just does it yeah. and it's portable so you can use it on any computer you want um it doesn't care about where the files are stored um it's of course you do so have the fast. issue with if you bought music from say apple music that has drm on it, it yeah, won't I play thought, well i i i'm uh, apple music yeah but i thought, um, I, thought iTunes, it, yeah. I thought itunes went drm years and years ago yeah i think you're so, right yeah, so that shouldn't be a problem. And it supports every single format going, so it should support all the Apple formats. Yeah. Um, it does generate all the voiceover for the shuffle on its own without needing iTunes. Um, it's really, really good. Um, and uh, I've been really, really impressed. It also supports video and stuff as well. So if you have Plex server and everything, it does all of that too. So, um, yeah, so that's that's probably how I'm going to solve this problem. It still leaves me with the issue that if I want to listen to something new, I need to acquire it and get it into the get onto my computer because I can't stream it because, um, you know, which is why I think, as I say, bring back the shuffle, the Apple Music shuffle, Apple. It's your, it's your opportunity. They could do something interesting with that. 
Or yeah. they could just make the watch work. Yeah. Which is what I think they should do. I don't well, think they I need think a they shuffle. Should do I think that they as should well. just do a... Just, just fix the, the watch. They're, stop focusing on health. That's health, 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 health. That's great, except that's not everybody buying these things. And I would use my watch as a music player if it worked right. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. And it is kind of sad that... Um, you have this, you know, incredible functional device, and the watch does so many things so well. But yeah. then, you know, well, I guess this is Apple nowadays. It's like the things it does well, it does really well. The things it doesn't do well, it does really, really poorly. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly Apple nowadays, yeah. unfortunately. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan, and we appreciate those who listen to the whole thing. That usually listens to Geeks Pub. David and I will be back next week on a, a, a pure Geeks Pub. So if you want to listen to us next week you got to subscribe to geeks pub uh we're going to be talking about picard we're going to be talking about peacemaker david has finally started watching that uh i don't know if i'm going to be able to get to the theater but i really am dying to see the new doctor strange movie yeah um i'm hoping to get there but i just don't know today was going to be the day maybe but it's mother's day so probably not and my next day off will be friday and will be yeah. in school so I don't know yeah. when I'm going to be able to see Doctor Strange and did you see the Batman yet yeah oh yeah I have yeah yeah okay. we, we could discuss that on the next tech fan or on the next geeks pub as well mm-hmm. we love to get feedback from you guys it's the show at techfanpodcast.com the show at techfanpodcast.com or you can simply go to social media on Twitter that uh Elon Musk is going to be owning soon yeah. or Facebook <laughs> which uh, the other guy owns um <laughs> You can find us there. And we are, of course, at techfanpodcast.com or the mothership, mymac.com. David, I'll see you in a week. See you then.